Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 77. I left you last just as the second temple was dedicated, and the Persian Empire began to expand across the known world at that time, and that lasted for a great period of time down to around the 333-year mark. 333 years before Christ is the date when most scholars date the fall of the Persian Empire to a young man by the name of Alexander. They called him the Great One, Alexander the Great. Alexander was the son of Philip, king of Macedon, Macedonia now. And as a young teenage boy in his mid-teens, he showed great military prowess, and he became the general of the entire army of the Macedonians. It wasn't long till he conquered all the area that would be Greece today and over even into Peloponnesia, past the uh, Isthmus there at Corinth, and back to the east, he crossed what was then called the Dardanelles, the Hellespont, the Bosphorus, that great river that divides two continents, the continent of Europe and the continent of Asia. He crossed over over that line called the Hellespont into what is modern-day Turkey and marched all the way down to Egypt and then across Mesopotamia into what is Persia today and all the way to the Ganges River in what would be the territory of India. He did all of that practically in three years. And everywhere that he went, he took his language, he took his culture because he believed that the Greek culture was the greatest on earth, and you have to admire him everywhere he went. His philosophy went with him. The theater went with him, and he loved the language, and everywhere he went, he taught it. Well, he didn't live long. In his early 30s, he died, and the kingdom was split in two. He did not appoint a successor. He had four generals, so they divided up the Greek empire at that time, and Greece was then called Hellas. And so many times you will hear people talk about something being Hellenized or Hellenistic. It's spelled, if you were to see it, it would have a rough breathing mark in Greek, and then it would have an E and a double L and an A and an S. And that uh, rough breather has an H on the front of it. And instead of Ellis, it would be Hellas. And that's where we get the idea of Hellenizing or Greekizing. And that's what Alexander did. And after he died, his generals split the kingdom up. Cassander took what is Macedonia in that area today. Lysimachus took what's Asia Minor. It was called Asia Minor then. It would be called Turkey today. And the two that you would know the most about and would hear their names most familiar to you would be Seleucus and Ptolemy. 
Seleucus took all of the area of Mesopotamia. He took the area of Syria and what would be northern Syria, the border with Turkey today. And he took all of the area all the way to what would be the land of Israel. The Ptolemy, that's spelled with a P, P T. O-L-E-M-Y, took all of North Africa and Egypt, where the great city, the port city of Alexandria, named after Alexander the Great, he took all of that area. And so these generals, even though they were Greek, they fought with each other. And the Seleucus Empire was ruled at different periods by a dynasty called the Antiochian dynasty. And so you remember that term, Antioch, that was on the Orontes River in Syria because it is in the New Testament, the book of Acts, at the city of Antioch, named after Antiochus, and that dynasty, believers, the followers of Jesus, were first called Christians at Antioch. And there were more than one Antioch, of course, in the um, New Testament. There was Antioch that would be in modern-day Turkey and then this great uh, city on the river, the Orontes River in northern Syria. And so the reason this is important is because when you read history, and especially Jewish history, you read of Antiochus. And Antiochus IV also called called Epiphanes, was a very ungodly man. And in 167 BC, Antiochus IV wanted to show himself strong and as the wicked ruler that he was, and he started forbidding the Jews to practice Judaism. He took away their ability to exercise circumcision on their sons, and he ultimately offered a pig on the altar, the brazen altar of the temple in Jerusalem and dedicated the temple to Zeus and set up all kinds of Greek gods there to just spite the Jews. Well, that threw them over the edge because if you cannot practice Judaism, then for the Jewish person, then there's no reason to live, just like those of us who are followers of Jesus. If we cannot have the freedom to be believers then and we cannot speak the name of Christ and we cannot practice our faith for us to live is Christ. He's not just an add-on or an upgrade to our life. Jesus is our life. So these people were serious about this. And so ultimately, there was a man by the name of Metit Yahu. We know him as Mattathias. And he killed a couple of those who had been sent by Antiochus IV to do these hard Horrible things and execute the will of the king, this Greek king. And so the rebellion was on in BC 167. And so this turned into what was called the Maccabean Revolt. And the reason it's called that is because Metidyahu had a son by the name of Judah. And Judah was called in Hebrew Hamakavi or Hamakabi, the Maccabee. It was the word for hammer. 
Judah the hammer because he was such a wonderful leader in every way. He was a wonderful leader in every way and was a great general, and he led the people to victory. And so great was their victory that this dynasty, the Hasmonean dynasty, began to expand. And for a period of a 100 years or so, the Jews were free again, ruling in their own land somewhat autonomous for the first time since the days of the captivity and of Nebuchadnezzar. And so they had this great period of freedom and expansion, and so many things happened during that time to pave the way for the Messiah, Jesus, to come. And so as the victory was won, the temple was recaptured and was back in Jewish hands, and they wanted to cleanse the temple because it had, of course, pagan gods had been set up in the temple complex. They built a new altar, and all of the pieces of furniture had to be remade, and they had to be rededicated. And, of course, they needed oil for the golden lampstand, the menorah. And so that had to be kosher oil, and it took about a week or so to prepare this oil with the spices and everything that went in it. And so they found a flask, one flask of oil that only had enough oil to burn one day. So as they dedicated the temple and rededicated that temple to God, they put the oil in the menorah just enough for one day while they were preparing the new oil the kosher oil that would be burning in the menorah that the priests would prepare. And the oil miraculously lasted for eight days while the oil was being prepared. And then at the end of the eight days, then a great dedication took place. And the word for dedication is the word Hanukkah. And so today, that is what we celebrate and what the Jews celebrate around our Christmas time, they call it the Festival of Lights or the Feast or the Rejoicing of Lights uh, because this was the time when the temple was rededicated and cleansed and it was a time of celebration and ever since 165 B.C., this has been celebrated and was even celebrated and mentioned in the Gospel of John that Jesus celebrated it. That's correct. It was not a Levitical feast, but Jesus did many things that were not recorded in the book of Leviticus for as far as feasts and festivals were concerned and as far as laws and ceremonies were concerned. Many of the things that Jesus did, he did simply because they were good traditions that enhanced his walk and his worship with his Father in heaven. And so this is the story of the rededication of the temple in a nutshell. And so the next time we meet together, we're going to talk about the next phase of the rebuilding of the temple because the Hasmoneans expanded the temple. They added on to it. They expanded the temple complex, but all of that was just in preparation for a man who was a very wicked man, a Roman citizen who was the king of the area of Judea and all of the land of Israel during the days of the Roman Empire and during the days of Jesus, and we'll learn about him next time while we're on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. 
Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.